Christmas season has come and gone, and it's time to assess and look ahead. I'm Jeff. And I'm Tom. I'm Kim. And I'm John the Bald Guy. And we are three old Reds fans, plus one, uh, coming to you from Studio 82, a few blocks from our good friends at Beans, as always, in the heart of Cedarville, the birthplace and final resting place of Bumpus Jones. So we're here today to talk about the season it was and look a little bit ahead to next year. And uh, John helped us out a few times this summer, so we wanted to bring him in, get his uh, expert analysis, along with everybody else's uh, expert analysis, and uh, go on. But before we do that, remind everybody, if you're anywhere near Cedarville, Ohio, uh, we have a special day coming up a week from Sunday on October 15th. It's called Bumpus Jones Day. And Bumpus, as you should know if you've been listening to this podcast, is from Cedarville, was born here in 1870. In 1892, at the end of the season, he got a, the Reds signed him uh, to pitch in their final game, and he went out and threw a no-hitter in his Major League debut, which was unheard of then and is still unheard of now. It's never happened again. And he uh, it was the first Reds no-hitter as well. And a couple years later, he was kind of out of Major League Baseball, but he has that distinction. And so he's from here. He's buried here in the cemetery. So at 1 o'clock at Massey Creek Park, which is on Barber Road in Cedarville, uh, we've got two vintage baseball teams from the area, the Eastwood Iron Horses and the Dayton Clodbusters. <laughs> Love the names. Love the names, yes. And then so our mayor, Bob Fudge, is on the Eastwood Iron Horses, and he just lives right here down the street from me. And he has put this together to get these two teams here to play. So we're going to meet at that park. It's going to be very informal. It's free admission. And they're going to play at 1 o'clock, and then or somewhere around 3 o'clock, anybody else that wants to jump on the field and play, there's enough room. We might have two games. And just play and play against some of those guys. You don't play with a glove. It's 1860 style. If you catch a ball on a bounce, it's an out, just like a fly ball. And I'm sure there's other, other rules that we don't know about. So, just wanted to get that in. And we'll move on and talk about the Reds here. If uh, We're all in the middle of a... Uh, I guess, what would you do for a Klondike bar? I guess you'd be on the Reds podcast. And we're all finishing off Klondike bars that John brought along. Well, they've Prop, props, props to John. Well, there's two more here. They, well, come on. So, well, Jeff, you mentioned so earlier. We'll give those away free to our listeners. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be, be a little melted by then. So Jeff, I'm going to go ahead and eat mine while you guys talk. Well, I was just going to say, you mentioned earlier, you were talking about us being experts. But we all, well, at least three of the four of us, said that we would get in the 70s for wins this year. That's and right. these experts weren't not exactly experts. Right. So for the second straight year, the Reds won 68 games. It was 64 the year before that, 76 in 2014, and in 2012 we won 90, but we didn't go anywhere. Finished third place, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, we were wrong. Why were we wrong? Well, it, we were just commenting before we went on the air about what a prolific – offensive year the Reds really had. I mean, I, I would guess that this team set records beyond just, uh, what, five guys hitting um, 30 home runs? Or 20, 20 home runs, excuse me. Um, but, you know, the on-base percentage certainly improved as the year went on. And a lot of guys, almost three guys with 100 RBIs, right? Pretty yeah. darn close. And I would say the offensive stats were great. But it didn't get us 70 wins, did it? No. It did not. It did not. And the obvious answer is pitching. 
So what were you thinking, Kim, when you said 70-plus wins way back early on? Well, what did you saying, think was going to happen that was going to get us there? Well, I remember saying 70 to 76, and I remember hoping we would get there. Um, <laughs> you know, we had, I think, a combination of the poor start by division rivals. You know, the Cubs got off to a poor start. I think the Pirates were the only team in the NL Central that were were not in first place at least one day. And in the beginning of the year, we, we were right there, and we were saying, I remember, I remember several times Tom saying, we just want to make the All-Star break only being no less than five games out. Yeah, no remember more, us saying that? No more than five games out. I mean, we were right there. So we were winning games. The pitching hadn't plummeted at that point yet. And the bullpen in the beginning of the season was much more strong, much more efficient than they were the last 40 to 50 games. Yeah, inconsistent. So we were looking, I thought 70-76 was a good safe bet. At the same time, though, I remember, okay, I'm hoping. Yeah. But I'm we hoping. were hoping that Homer would get back quicker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were. We didn't know De Scalfani would be lost for the whole season. I think he was going to be okay until we went to watch him. Yeah, right. Was <laughs> that picture we had taken? Yeah, I think so. I, and I, we didn't know Finnegan would get hurt. We were counting on those three guys being part of that yeah. sooner and better, and the pitching would get stronger sooner hmm. rather than later. And it turned out to be much later. And we liked a lot of what we saw some guys late in the year, but it just was simply too late and. You can't win with smoke and mirrors very long like we kind of were for a while. Uh, we burn out the bullpen in the first half of the year, mm. and there you go. Now, yeah. is it just me, though, for a team that won 68 games? They were fun to watch because they hit the ball so well. Yeah. And it always makes part. it more fun to watch. It's kind of like in golf, you drive for show and putt for, putt dough. for dough. In baseball, you hit for show, and pitch but for... you pitch for wins. Oh, he changed it up on me. He did. he did. He did. Pitch for the postseason, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the best, biggest highlight of the year was um, Joey Votto, of course, with the kind of season he had. Uh, I thought you were going to say Scooter. Uh, well, Scooter. that Scooter was big too, but Joey. In terms of, in terms Joey, of one game, yeah, you have to say Scooter. Right, and he hit. What he ended up with four, four, four grand slams or something. He still kept having big games, mm-hmm. but what Joey did, he certainly. Had a had a uh, all all well, all star year for sure. I meant to, I was going to say MVP type of year, which he certainly did. But he's not going to win it on the team that wins sixty eight games. But he did he did do a lot of great stuff. Andre Dawson says hello. Andre Dawson. Yeah. To me. Yeah. Why? Why did I why did I say that? Well, Andre Dawson that? won the MVP while on the last place team. Oh yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Now, he was in the Chicago market. Yeah. But he did do that many years ago. So, how many... Uh, so, if Votto would have been... What what kind of... Would he his power numbers need to be a little bit more up there? like More like 130 RBIs, you know, maybe 45, 46 home runs to really make his stuff inhumane? Well, I was, I was wondering MVP about that. MVP capable. What... I mean, the guy hit 320, right? Mm-hmm. Hundred RBIs, thirty six, thirty six home runs. Yeah, by far led the league in on base percentage. Fifty one more walks than strikeouts. So that's a good question, John. What would it have taken for him to be Andre Dawson? Hundred plus runs. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think he would have had to bid up in the mid-40s with home runs and probably 130 RBIs, and that I, everybody would just say, wow, this is just a stellar season. Yeah, it would have to be some of those. Yeah. I mean, some of those typical old-school statistical numbers, right, would have to be out of this world because he led the league in OBP, OPS, OPS+, plus, and WRC+. Plus. But people don't like, well, what's that? Well, it means he's a great hitter. You know, he was fifth in homer, sixth in slugging, fourth in war on fan graphs, I was and ask you about war. second on baseball reference. I guess they figure it differently. So that's all within the league. His 1.032 OPS was the 46th highest total ever for a player his age or older. Mm. And you mentioned the walk to strikeout ratio. <clears throat> this I I found this. Um, 1.61 walk to strikeout ratio, 0.56 better than the second place guy, mm. who was Justin Turner. Which that gap, that 0.56 gap, is about what four, he probably four to five walks above the strikeouts, right? Right. So that gap between Votto and Turner is the same gap as Turner between Turner and, and the, the 60 third. and the 65th place guy. Oh my! Wow. God. So you see how he was so much higher and better than. Everybody else in the league. So I think the rest, are, say, the rest of them are a lot more bunched up, and then he's just like way up in the stratosphere. I read today that Joey's not a, even on the list for the Hank Aaron Award, the most outstanding player. And there's been argument. Okay, he won't be the MVP, but maybe he'll be the most outstanding player. But he doesn't even Hank make Aaron. the final three. I never even heard of that award. It's interesting. So I'd have to say that analytics is what has gotten him locally, at least regionally, into the discussion of MVP. Mm-hmm. But outside of the region, he's he's in, not even an afterthought, unfortunately. I don't know, Cam. You know, I, I watched the Major League uh, Baseball Network a few times. First time, this is the, this year is the first time I've heard people say that Votto will be a future Hall of Famer. Hmm. Have you guys ever heard that before? Well, I've been starting to hear that. I haven't heard it. The first, first year I've heard that. Yeah. From former players, you know, you've seen him on Major League Baseball. Right. And no. the, well, the analytics age just helps him. And that's my point. You know, Johnny Bench, obviously Hall of Famer, not a 3,000-hit guy. Lots of guys, Tony Perez, lots of guys. So Joey's not going to be a home run hitter like those guys. He's not going to... Right, he's not going to hit five or six hundred He may not not get 3,000 hits. He's 34 and somewhere... What's he... Is he over 1,600? I I don't don't know. I can... (laughs) I can uh, look at it. Hopefully, if you can just keep talking, I'll look Hopefully, he will stay healthy. <laughs> we talked about Pete Rose. He was about 37, 38, we think, when he had that streak mm-hmm. and put on some incredible numbers. So, hopefully, Joey can continue to play to that level. Right. Joey, right now, you're, you're about right. 1,586 career hits. He's not going to get to 3,000. In all probability. Yeah. 257 homers. He might get to 400. But he isn't going to be a 500 homer guy. No. Uh, RBIs 830. He'll get 1300, maybe worst. 13. He's not going to be one of those 1500 RBI guys. He does. He is 313 career batting average, a 428 on base. People start looking at this type of stuff. You know, he was MV, He was seventh in the MP vo, MVP voting two years ago, and or last year, excuse me, and third two years ago. So he is going to get some votes. He just he yeah. just won't win it. Back in 2010, of course, he won it. Um, he's been 
MVP voting since 09. He's been 22nd, 1st, 6th, 14th, 6th. Not in 14 because he only played 62 games. And then 3rd and 7th the last two years. And this year is to be determined. I texted some friends of mine and I said, Joey Votto is Rod Carew and Tony Gwynn as a power hitter. Yeah, like it's in a lot of ways. But but Joey... What about Wade Boggs? You could throw him in there, too. And I may have said his name, too, yeah. yeah. Joey, Joey has... Sorry. Joey has the potential to have some longevity, though. Yeah. Into his early 40s, I would... This position. Yeah. 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 And if he goes to the American League, too. <laughs> yeah. Unless. Well, it's true. Unless. Unless we get the DH in the NL, which, you know... Oh well. well. Okay, Brandon. We'll, we'll get off of that tap topic. But seriously, he could. I could see him going to the AL. He can't really handle the rigors of every day in the field anymore. And we he, played all 162 and, you know, games. Dave Parker did Started that. Started it too. Played a little older than you would thought because of his size, you know, and wear and tear on a guy like that. He DH'd a lot over there and had really some productive seasons as a DH in his later years. Hank Aaron. That's why he. That's why he left him nationally. To the Brewers, right? Big Poppy. So Brandon yeah. Phillips is 36 and, and Votto's 34, right? Mm-hmm. Who do you think has more hits? Brandon. Uh, Brandon has over 2,000 hits. Yeah. Joey has about 1,600. Interesting. So, I wouldn't I, have guessed that. I wouldn't either. probably guess that either. I mean, what? But it's because Votto walks so much, he doesn't get as many hits, right? Yeah, he, he's never, let's see, his highest hit total of his career is 185. His 162-game average for his career is 180. So if you look at his OBP versus Brandon's, it's not even close. Probably not. His, no. his OBP is, is 428 for his career. Think about that. For a career, you're on 43 out of 100 times you go to at-bat. You're on base. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's and that's amazing. where I'm on uh, Moneyball points. He gets on base. Points to the economics kid. He gets on base. Yeah, so Brandon, to your point, averages 173 hits a year, but he's played longer. He's, he came up. He's been playing since he was 21. Um, not a lot of games in those early years, but still. yeah. Brandon's had 16 years in the majors, right? And he's a couple years older. What's his OBP? Two, yeah. 2,026 hits, but his OBP is only 320. Yeah. And so he's, 100. He's so our, 118 his, less. Right. His 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 batting average is 275. So he's almost 40 points lower in batting average, which is part of it, but you know he doesn't walk as much either. And so. another, another former Red almost has the exact same amount of hits as Joey Votto, Edwin Encarnacion. Yeah, hmm. yeah, well. We well you guessed that either. It's let, let him get away, that's for sure. He sure did. Yeah, so. Okay, any, any, anything else to talk about Sir Joey? or that, Sir Joey. You like that? Is that we, Let's we just hope he covered. comes to spring training next year. Just as focused and driven as he was this year, I think he will. He's probably he likes being a red, but I think he's. I'm sure he's tired of losing. He hasn't he lost weight this year? I don't know. And the next, he looks a little bit skinnier than he had been. I heard the other players said he's relentless in the weight room. Yeah, after games, and he's assumed a leadership role that. <clears throat> is not a rah-rah type guy, but is just a leader. Especially goes this about, year, right? Goes about his own business, and you see the comfort level he has with the interviews, with the fans. Done some wonderful right, things, right. so that's good to see. Yeah, and even visiting fans. He gave he was giving away batting gloves to some kids wearing yeah, so, uh, yeah. at the Cubs game at Wrigley to a couple of kids wearing Cubs jerseys. 
and they get all excited. Of course, yeah. he always throws the uh, foul balls all the way up to the upper deck roof and lets it roll down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's it's been an interesting. Uh, um, this is to a father him, love to see him mature a little bit and everything. So anyway, so we'll move on. We'll move on. Which did which you like better, those Klondike bars or Joey Votto? It's, it's, it's I tough. can't really it's, say it's right it's now. Tough one. It's a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you ate two of them, so. Thanks for putting it on the air, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How, let's, let's shift gears to pitching. Next year's rotation and bullpen. Now, there's two ways to think about this. What do we want to see and what do we think we'll see? Is Homer Bailey in the rotation? Yes. Yes. We can all agree with that. Yeah. And should he be? Yes. Sure. Will Di Sclafani be in the rotation? Uh, you can flip a coin on that. Question mark. Flip yeah. a coin. Okay. Not from what we've seen, right? <laughs> <laughs> Bronson or Royal. No, I'm sorry. Not Bronson or Royal. Uh, Luis Castillo. Yes. It's a, he, could be the, he could be the ace. He, he's a given, I mm-hmm. think, and we mm-hmm. want to see him there, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Robert Stevenson. Possibly. Flip a coin. Mm-hmm. Possibly. I, I, I would think his is a little more stronger than flip a coin. I think he... Well, more than decent. Odds on. He's, his, an, he's an odds-on favorite, well, he's, so to speak, to make it. I wouldn't have put him and I wouldn't have listed him next. I would have listed some guys probably that would be ahead of him. Just, just as they come to mind. Uh, oh, oh I'm okay. Not, I'm not necessarily I'm doing it in an order. I, I, I don't think the Reds are as pleased with his base on ball total. No. Because it's still high. But what he has done this year is developed to where he now has about three pitches in his repertoire that he can get guys out on. Mm-hmm. He did not have that last time at this year. Last year at this time. One of those ways. Well, something like I'll go that. with the latter. <laughs> and remember, and I, I've said this plenty of times in the podcast, Price had him up, did not pitch him for 13 days, threw him out in the bullpen. He got rocked, sent him down, was gone for a good six weeks, came back. And there was a big difference from before being sent down and after he was brought up. And guys, at the end of the year, he was dependable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, There's no de- way to say it. he you know, was if dependable. He a, if he has a good off season and he's serious about his career, I put him in there. Yeah, you know. Yeah. If he's gonna, if he's one of those guys that just goofs around. Shows and John, up in Arizona. I think he shape. was. I think he was one of those guys because the Shields would say. This guy, he's not listening. If he's not listening, he's not going to make the ball club. That was about two years ago, and we saw that. Since he's come back up, he apparently has taken that to heart and has worked hard, and I, I think you're right on it. If he, this offseason, mentally and physically prepares, I think it could be a good, you know, hopefully 12 to 15 wins for him next year. Well, he probably mm-hmm. always knew he was going to get a shot Yeah. In, in, in the big league club, and once he got there and saw what it took to stay there, Maybe that woke him up. Maybe that opened his eyes to, hey, this is harder than I think. It's not just my arm talent anymore. So maybe that worked. Maybe that straightened him out. Okay, who else? Sal uh, Romano. Sal Romano. I Yay think, or nay? I think he's down. one of the guys that kind of earned his spot at the end of the year. John, uh, sure. certainly earned a good look in spring training. Yes. Okay. Oh yeah, yes. good look in spring training. Yeah. But you're not not 100 percent sure. I'm not sure he has either. I'm. I'm 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 a little on the he's, fence he's, there. He's, I like him. He's one of the ones on the bubble for number fifth spot. Okay. Who, who do you think? Who do you think hurt themselves in the last month or two of the season? Mm. Well, let me, can, before we do there, I'd like to see Romano lose a little weight. I think yeah. it would help him with his endurance as well. 
I, I, he, he's actually, in some people's eyes, probably a little bit ahead of Stevenson. I have neck and neck. They both have their separate strengths. But I think, and I think Stevenson could stand to lose about seven to ten pounds. But Romano, I think he could stand to lose about fifteen. The duration would help him tremendously. Yeah. yeah. Who hurt themselves? Well, I'm going to say it this way: Garrett certainly hasn't helped himself. I read earlier what was it in one start he had a twelve strikeout performance in seven innings, and it's like really I don't even remember that Amir Garrett. Right. He's where? Where has he gone? So I don't yeah. think he's helped himself yeah, by he, any that's means. That's a good point. What about Molly? Helped himself tremendously. I think he has a, a good shot to uh, break out of spring training with the Reds and hopefully as a starter. Really, I yeah. think most of the guys that got consistent starts at the end of the year pitched well. And he well, only the had last about month of the yeah, season. Stephen Jack or he only had Jackson, five starts. Jackson I think. Stevenson. Yeah, he didn't. Jackson Stevenson. I thought well, Stevenson. Well, Jackson. Sorry. <clears throat> he was sort of filling in because they shut those guys down, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I think he's. I think he's in that next tier. If yeah, I do you know, too. I think if you see guys get hurt, he's a guy we could see up there. But yeah. I don't think he's going to win a spot. I kind of doubt it. Um, but okay, so that's is Finnegan in this mix at all? I think Finnegan's is. A, I think Finnegan's a reliever from now on. Question I mean, mark because of the injury. Yeah, I mean that's what they stay away from the boats. He was, <laughs> he was a reliever when the Reds got him. He pitched in relief for the Royals that one year. Mm-hmm. Um, they looked at making him a starter, and maybe he's not can't really do that. It's, maybe it's a similar to Iglesias of uh, too much wear and tear as a starter. We need to keep him in the bullpen. Of course, there's another guy, uh, Lorenzen, who says he wants to be a starter, and when he was still pitching well, Price was like, well, look at it. But I got a feeling I, I don't see that happening unless he's just – <clears throat> yeah, he's tremendous himself. in spring training. You think he got burnt out as the year went on? I don't know. He, uh, was he unhappy? Was he? Does he need another pitch? Have they seen him to? I don't, I don't know what the story is. I'm, I haven't seen any real great analysis about him. Have you, has anybody seen? Well, I just say mm-hmm. that that would be a good answer, I think, to Tom's question. Who hurt himself? He did. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think Lorenzen hurt himself. Yeah, you're right. Um, whether it be starter or reliever, he was rather unimpressive. First few months of the year, he was impressive. Mm-hmm. I'd be happy to see yep. him in the bullpen start next year because I think, you know, you can't just say, oh, I'll throw him on the trash heap because of the way he finished the season. I think he's still got a lot of talent, and let's, let's keep him in the bullpen. That's mm-hmm. that's what I think. So, turn our attention to the bullpen. Iglesias, obviously. Mm-hmm. Well, he, Finnegan was, he was stinking the place. Well, huh? he, he did, yeah. He yeah. didn't have a great finish either, but no. I'm sure that's what they're going to go with. Yeah. He, well, he could be trade bait. He could be a big-time trade bait he could. for some teams. Looking for a reliever. He could. Shackleford stunk it up. You know, I would agree with that, but his last 11 or 12 starts, he pitched phenomenal. If you looked at his numbers, I don't know where he stands. To me, that's a big mystery. Was he yeah. – you said starts. I know you meant relief appearances. But, I did. I was just seeing but, you paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> but were you – I am. I am locked in. <laughs> <laughs> I've been out in the sun a lot lately, yeah. but but I'm locked in. Uh, anyway, I think yeah was he was he just throwing about an inning a piece? Yeah, most of those. Yeah, so so that, I think he's going to get a look. I do too. Iglesias, Lorenzen, Shackelford, Wojciechowski, Wojciechowski cleared waivers and he's been reassigned to Louisville. He's on the outside looking in. Could be middle long relief guy. Could be an up and down from. He could stay on that 
shuttle from Louisville to he could to Cincinnati. That I seventy one shuttle. Yeah. yeah. Guess what? Reds pitcher got the most wins this year. Lorenzen. Lorenzen. I would have guessed it. With eight. Well, yeah, it's because it's that relief. Feldman. Thing. Feldman was second. He showed up there. <laughs> hey, there you go. What about Scott Feldman? There you go. Good question. Well, you know, is he signed? Nah, he's a free agent, so I don't think he'll stay. I think he'll say, you know, they've got these young guys. It, and I need if he to does, go somewhere else. And if he does stay, guess where we put him? Triple A. <laughs> nah, I say he's in the bullpen. Really? Bench coach. He could, he's he's been a reliever before. Yeah. I'd, I'd say he'd be bullpen. in the bullpen. I think he could be a good middle long. I wouldn't guy. start him ahead of Bailey and a healthy Di Sclafani or no. Castillo or or Molly or or Stevenson or, or Romano. No, I wouldn't but, either. No. Cody Reed? Wow. Wow, there's another one. What's what's become of that guy? I know. He, Reed and Garrett are the two like complete unknowns. What you gonna what yeah. what next year's gonna look like for those guys. I mean Peralta. we've known all along there's so many guys so many of these guys are not all gonna they're not all gonna really pan out really good. It, one or two of them might get traded. Then you have Peralta. So one of them might have a career ending injury. You I mean these things happen, right? I'm not yeah. wishing that on anybody of course, but these things are going to happen, and it's going to whittle down, and it's going to be obvious at some point. I think it's a little more obvious now than it was certainly a few months ago, which at that time we were like, we got past the All-Star break, and we're like, we, we haven't figured anything out this year. <laughs> yeah. Right. We haven't figured anything yeah. out. And then suddenly, though, to prove how long a season it can be, we've figured some stuff out maybe, or the Reds have hopefully. All right, any more discussion on bullpen? I mean, then there'll be other guys in the bullpen. Who knows? They'll pick up a guy or two, and Storm will probably go somewhere else. And of course, he's hurt right now yeah. anyway. Luke Farrell, they let go, and he was picked up by the Cubs. Cubs, okay. So yeah, it's, it, you know who the two or three or four solid guys in the bullpen are, and it's just fill in the blanks after that. So it'll be interesting to see. All right, next year's infield. Who's going to play first? Who's on first? Dylan. Joey Votto. Obviously. And then we know who's on third. I think Suarez will be the third base. I, I hope he they don't move him. I no, no, I, I no. He, he lo- no. You think I like? I know Shubler. you love him. You think I like Shubler? I, I just told you what the uh, Jimmy Leland, well, Jimmy yeah. Leland's, Jimmy Leland, Jimmy Leland, special, special advisor. advisor. Though. Like, no, but he, when he was with the when he, he was special advisor too. to the Tigers, don't <laughs> trade this kid. Don't trade him. Well, you think he's another Edwin Encarnacion? No, I don't think he's got that kind of power. Tell you what, though, you see his defense and how hard he's worked at it. It shows how hard he's worked. I like him as a chemistry guy too. I, I like to. I'd like to keep him around. I mean, I don't. I don't think he's ever going to win an MVP award, but I think, I think he and he can probably make. He probably play in two or three All Star games in his career at least. Or right, maybe, I think maybe first, more. But I, I'd like to keep him around. I like his. I like the defense, the enthusiasm, the chemistry. I think he brings. All right, first and third are kind of a little bit easier than yeah. shortstop and second base. Yeah, that's so, the, yeah. What do we say? What do we say? Let's 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 go to the one. Let's go to the uh, second base side. That's got to be Jeanette. You just got to give it to Jeanette. Well, to start. I think he's trade bait. I too. think he's trade bait too. No way. I'm not saying you're going to trade him, but I you think you guys are drunk. If you <laughs> <laughs> too much sugar. I'm telling you, man. Yeah. Somebody looking for a second baseman, and they can get somebody good. I think they'll trade him in a heartbeat. Well, that goes back to the – and I was going to bring this up when we were talking about starting pitching, and I um, got we got sidetracked somehow. I forgot to mention it. But 
talking about next year's rotation, it could be somebody we don't even have that we trade for, too. Mm-hmm. Sure. And Scooter is a guy that you could get possibly a decent starter for, but you know what? Trading for, trading for getting, pitching is risky. That means you're uh, has been. sticking with Peralta or um, Peraza. Peraza. Yeah, I'm not ready to give up on that guy. I mean, Peraza is only 23 years old. Right. When Barry Larkin was 23 years old, he hit 244 and had 19 errors. Does that mean this kid's the next Barry Larkin? No, but it's just a point. Do you want to give up on him that soon? Who's our lefty that we traded to the Dodgers? I can't remember his name. Singrani. Singrani. And and after that first rough outing they had, I haven't seen how he's done lately, but he was pitching lights out. Yeah, yeah he hit a whole month. Uh, he pitched great. Well, and he, it goes they, to analytics. The Dodgers were saying, well, you know, you need to pitch this pitch instead of this slider. pitch and this location. And they increased the, him throwing the slider by about 15%. So, so going back to, you know, the second base hole, I – I, I agree with Tom. I think Jeanette would be a trade bait. Doesn't mean you trade him. How old is he? Twenty. Got to be what? 27, 28? 27, 28. Young, young Still guy. Young. Kind of hit, hitting that prime year for hitters. Twenty-seven, yeah, because 28. The Reds so. are gonna, the Reds are gonna lean toward younger guys because of the salary. Yeah. So. Yeah. And and Cozart, where most of the year we were saying, oh, they'll trade him for sure. Now you know he's older. He'll he'll demand more money. He had a good year. He's gonna be harder to trade. All right, so well, let's go to the six they, hole. Nobody's going to trade for him now anyway because he's free agent. He's, and he's injury prone. Right. So who, who's our shortstop next year? Well, it could be Peraza. I could live with Jeanette and Peraza. I could live with Jeanette at second and Peraza at short. I could do with deal with that, I think. Or I'd be just fine if they could sign Cozart and it doesn't sort of mortgage any kind of future otherwise financially. I'd be fine with keeping him around. You can't. I'd sign him for a couple or three years, but not I don't. Keep, but I don't think they really will. I, I don't think the Reds will do that. We just, can't. It just depends on the future on that. It just, yeah, and it just it depends on what he what people out people are willing to so give. So I wonder him. if Senzel has a lights out spring training. Oh, he he'll be up with the team no later what, than June. Yeah. Well, what, well, what do you bring him with you out of camp? I yeah. Do you move Suarez to I doubt, short I, for control? I don't think they do, but. One one official noted that Peraza is not a true shortstop. You, you want to keep him at second base. Okay. So what do you do with Sinzel? Sinzel played both shortstop and second base in Knoxville. We talked about that. I would I, just hate to see them move Peraza, uh, Suarez out from third base after the year he had yeah. to put Sinzel there. I would rather leave him there and go with a young kid, give I him agree. lots of uh, opportunities to play another position. But he didn't really play short at Knoxville. He filled in a couple games, so that's not really playing short. Well, that's college let's baseball. Let's put it this way: in, in one of those, it was more. It was double-digit games. Fill. I don't know what fill-in means, but it was more than six games at one of those positions. One, it was only like eight games. It may have been second or short, but the other was forty-four plus games before they put him at the hot corner. I'm a little concerned about moving him off a of third, to be honest. Him being who? Sinzel, because even when. He was he was drafted for his bat mm-hmm. by far. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw him play a little bit of third base in Dayton. He seemed okay. Didn't seem anything spectacular. I just I wonder. I think he can be a very you know good major league infielder. I just wonder if he can be upper level. I mean, yeah, you're not going to have elite guys at every 
defensive position. But he's got to be, I mean, Scooter, for all Scooter did with the bat, Scooter wasn't the best infielder in the world. And it's, you know, and yeah. you replace, uh, is Sinzel going to be that kind of infielder? I don't, I don't know. Maybe well, he'll be better. Baseball uh, 101 is to be strong defensively up the middle. Right. So, you know, you want your third baseman to be your, your power and your offense guy. Yeah. Um, it, it's just a bonus if you're short stop or second baseman do it. So if you're going to lean one way, most managers lean towards defense. Yeah. Yeah. They are, and I think they will. So I think there's a whole lot to be determined. I think Cozart is most likely gone. So, you, you know, you've got those three positions. You've got Suarez, Jeanette, Peraza, Sinzel. Mm-hmm. There's another guy out there who's struggling to get healthy that has, has, has been considered a good prospect too, and that's Herrera. Don't know where he stands or where he will stand in the next year or two. So there's, I still think there's a bit of a log jam, but they don't all have equal experience, so it's hard to know who's going to be what and do what. So, but I, I think I'm with keep don't bring don't have Sinzel in there to start the season. I don't think that they'll do that. Don't bring him up and send him down. Signed Amir Garrett. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be yeah. pretty hard to come up in your first major league season and learn a new position. That's pretty tough. Right, and they played him at third this year, so. I would be, I will, if I had to, if, if I had to bet right now, long term, he'll be the third baseman and Suarez will be somewhere else. That's my, that's what my gut says. Okay. And by somewhere else, I mostly mean in our infield, but he could be somewhere else. <laughs> Completely. <laughs> Let's do an easy one. Who's our starting catcher? Um Barnhart, I guess. They re-signed him. They re-signed so. him, yeah. Oh, they, I, they like yeah. him. They like so him. So that's why I said, who's our starting catcher? Tucker. He, he's. Did y'all? Did I send y'all the yep. uh, stats on his defensive? Yeah, awesome. rankings. Yeah. Incredible. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what happens with Mazzarocco, if he if he's still with us next year. And that's year his last not. year with on contract. Right? right. I don't think he's much trade bait. Is no, he a free agent? He's not. He's not. He's got I, one more year. I think they could, they could completely cut him loose if they want to. Yeah. But they might. But he. he with the potential he showed and the way he played that one year, I don't think they will. Does Billy stay around? Yeah. All right, so we're going to the outfield. Let's move to the outfield. Sorry. Bones of contention here. Billy should <laughs> stay around if he's hitting seventh, eighth, or ninth, right? Yes. I put him eighth. Or I, ninth. I'd bat him. Yeah. Well, okay. I agree with Tom. You can bat him ninth. I don't care. Just lower third. Put Votto hitting lead off. <laughs> <laughs> Best player's got to hit third. Best hitter's got to hit third. But you got a real hold if if Cozart leaves for second, and and who the heck is going to hit leadoff? Yeah, I don't know. You've already made a prediction. Well, I said Winker. Winker. If I I think I think he makes I, when you look at the lineup, he makes the most sense to be the leadoff guy. The question is, what does Price think of him, and is he willing to? If Duvall and Shevler and Winker and Hamilton are all on the same team, whose price is odd man out? And I tend to think it's Winker. Me too. Why do you think that? Just the way he used him this At the year. end of the season? He just free Winker. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just I just think that that's the case. Now, they could have been keeping Shevler in the lineup or De, and Duvall in the lineup 
to try to say, hey, take a look at one of these guys. We want to deal one so we can play Winker full-time next year. Who knows what goes on in the back rooms and behind the closed doors. But I could see him dealing one of those guys and him being the guy. But if they're all four there, I don't know. That's just... I think Duvall's more expensive. The Reds are always about saving saving money. Put Shevler in left field. I, I think you, right. Jeff, you and Brian Price are the same. You're both big on Shevler. And, uh, and Brian Price is really big on him. Earlier in the year, last year, we said, between Duvall and Shevler, who do you trade? And I think we all said, Shevler. Now, I'm saying trade Duvall. Yep. I hate losing a guy who leads the, if not the majors, the NL and outfield assists. Yeah, but your stat that you gave us earlier about him with runners in scoring position. Yep. It, it was something along the lines of, leaving more guys on base 80 more than the next guy, which was Albert Pujols. And I just sit in there thinking, okay, you're going to get something, Duvall. It may not be great, but you'll get some something halfway decent. And you have Winker, Hamilton, and Shevler. Mm-hmm. And Philip Irvin to fill a role. Mm-hmm. I, I could deal with Irvin well, as, a, as a fourth outfielder. Well, yeah, I mean, if you compare Shevler and Duvall, I think Shevler, he's faster. Um and he yeah. has a pretty good arm. Yeah, he's a good um, outfielder. And um, and his power is definitely there, although his average isn't. Well, what the Reds need to be doing is they need to be looking at all these numbers and analytics and trying to project which one of these guys, doing their best they can, which guy is better long-term over the next, you know, and I mean three years How old is Shebs? He's mid-20s. He's 26 or 27. Same as Duvall. Yeah, they're similar. Duvall's just a little Shepard's bit older. Shepard's 26. I think Duvall's <laughs> a little bit older. Um, so I, I, they just need to really look at that and make make that decision. They make the same amount of money. They both make the yeah. major league minimum. One thing, if you've wow. ever... Wow. Yeah, if you've ever played, you know, fantasy baseball, you know that if you just put your team together based on last year, you won't have a good year. You have to try to project and think and who's who's moving up and who's and who's peaked and everything else because you know it's un, unlike you, if you play foot if you do fantasy football you know Tom Brady's going to have a good year you know you know Aaron Rodgers is going to have a good year in baseball there's a few guys you can kind of count on you know Joey Votto you know Joey Votto is going to have a good year. But then, what if you what if you banked everything on a guy like Andrew McCutcheon this year, who struggled for a long time, and you're like, "Oh, I got to get rid of this guy." So that's the way baseball is. You just don't know year to year. I mean, it's just we all know that. I mean, but if you take your fan hat off and you just look at it from a general manager with salary cap room, um, you know, Billy's making two point six million a year out there in the outfield, and um, Zach's making seven million a year. So you know if you and and Mezzarocco is making seven million a year, mm-hmm. so you can free up a lot of room for a pitcher with those three guys. Mm. I would say out of those three, I would not give up Hamilton because he should win the Gold Glove Gold Glove this year. Should have won it last year. Feldman yeah. Feldman's also making two point three. I like I like yeah. I like Billy for the the defense and and, speed. and he and he makes some things happen when he gets on base and he 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 can help. He just. They just need to move him down. Um, it would be, it would be really nice to do that. Um, why, why, can't, Shep, uh, why can't Billy learn how to bunt? I know. That's that's well. 
Nobody bunts anymore. Or anymore. hit that five and a half hole. Yeah. Nobody bunts anymore anyway. Well, he could bump for base hits, but but nobody. You're so bad because you know we nobody, just need a DH. We don't need to. Well, nobody. Everybody play both ways. <laughs> well, no one. There bunts. were fewer than a thousand sacrifice bunts in Major League Baseball this year. It's the lowest total in forever. So I'll bet you want well, electronic bunts. I'm talking about bunt for, for base hits. hits. Bunt yeah. for hits. I agree. He can do sh- that. But do you want computer umpires too? Do you just want to completely <laughs> get rid of the traditional baseball? Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't even show up this bumper Bumpus hey, Jones day. Hey, hey, Don't hey, even show hey, up. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, if you I'm throw above, I'm gonna throw be above the, the neckline, I'm going to be the DH suspension. Can I DH at the vintage baseball game? I want to be the DH. Um, also, if you think about salaries, Hamilton is an arbitration guy. Scooter is. Suarez, Duvall, Shevler. All those guys were pre-arbitration, um, are pre-arbitration guys. So, they're still not going to cost much next year. So, that that will certainly influence to some degree. And, of course, Barnhart was in that boat, but they went ahead and gave him some money and said, you're our guy. You think anybody so, would want Homer? He's making $19 million. Nobody's going to trade for that. Yeah. No, be nice to get rid of I mean, that. His ERA was still over six, even though he he showed he had a lot of really good starts. If you take out all the early bad ones and maybe leave a couple of the later rough ones in, because everybody's going to have those now and then, his ERA was probably pretty good. He only had pretty good, one, like below five. <laughs> uh, probably better than that. He only had one time where he had very solid back-to-back starts right before the All-Star break yeah. at Colorado, at Arizona. Yeah. Other than that, he could not put two games together that yeah. were solid. So True. I, I'm hoping this year when he goes to Goodyear, he's not focused on rehab. He's focused on developing, endurance, pitching. And then hopefully we'll see we'll see more consistency from him. I'm hopeful. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anything else outfield-wise? We solved all the problems? No. Well, you know, I gave you what my lineup would be, Kim. Mm-hmm. Winker should be the leadoff hitter next year. I don't but, know if and, he and, will be. And, and I think we all agree, is he a true leadoff hitter? No. But I, I like how you put what it. What is Jeff. a true leadoff hitter? I, hold on. I think I, I like how you put it. He's best for what we have on this team. Yeah. He's most appropriate. There's not that many true leadoff hitters in baseball. I mean, what, is a true, what is a true leadoff hitter? Define, high average, high walk, define high it. on base, on base. speed. Yeah. Gets on base. Gets on base. That, that's the traditional true leadoff hitter. It is. But it's not so much anymore. Jeff some... Gilbert's lineup. Winker and right. Peraza at short. Yeah. Votto at third. Duvall in left field. Suarez at third. Sinzel at second. Hamilton in center field. Barnhart behind the plate. Well, maybe maybe June. Maybe by June it'll look like that. But... Well, we, we agree because Sinzel, we say, is not going to be up. <sighs> right. But <clears throat> I, I could also see... Shebler still being in there and Duvall getting traded. Yeah. I mean, those are – I mean, that's one guess at it. But. Interesting. And this was on September the 5th. This was only just over a month old. Seems a lot longer. Yeah, we sitting – were we having lunch one day? Is Tom got one? there late, so we didn't know what to do with ourselves. So we just did that. Yeah. You know how at the beginning of the season there was so much talk about uh, Hamilton and Praza with the speed at the top of the lineup? Yeah. Yes. And at the beginning of the season, for a little while, it kind of, you know, was kind of there. But then uh, things deteriorated 
uh, probably r rather quickly. Yeah. Yes. And, and now you know that lineup. They're just they're just in the lineup, and and now we don't really. Now we don't know. Take John, would you speed. like to hear Jeff's projection of the starting lineup? That w you mean the starting rotation? <clears throat> starting rotation: Bailey, Castillo, Stevenson, Molly, and Romano. That's a pretty good guess. Uh, a healthy D. Sclafani who plays well, pitches well in the spring, will supplant somebody there. But he's got to get past I Dayton. I, I don't know. Yeah, well, they may send him down to Greensboro. I just yeah. We the should Appalachian, go to the Appalachian League. Whatever we do, let's not go to Arizona and watch him pitch in spring training. Tom, do you know that they got they got a new uh, location in the paper. It's lower Greenville, Tennessee. It's lower than Billings, and wow. it's like like Billings. They won't start till sometime June seventh to tenth. So we're gonna have two rookie league teams. Yes. Are they moving it out of that Arizona league? And you didn't know you know that. That that that, still they exist? still have the Arizona League. Oh. I read that again. I didn't hear Hunter Green. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Hunter Green. Yeah, that's right. You think he starts in Double A next year? I don't know. We're hoping he starts in Dayton, right? Now, see when when, <laughs> Hunter, see when Hunter Green is ready for the major leagues, you guys are going to change your tune a little bit on this DH thing because he's going to he, he he's a no. guy who could start yeah in DH like three or four days a week. Yep. And hit well, yeah. And then and so, bat and bat when he pitches. So you guys, I'm just telling you, the day's coming when you're gonna say what I'm gonna say. I told you so. All right, we'll take computer umps then. <laughs> I, no, I don't think that'll happen because I think Hunter's not gonna hit for like two years now. Yeah, except for once a week. Yeah, whatever. yeah. And then when he gets to the majors, no, he doesn't even hit in the minors. And then when he gets to the That's majors, right. you'll yeah. go, I thought this guy could hit. Yeah, but he won't, be, he he won't because they won't let him hit. But then when he gets to the majors, they'll make him hit. And he's already said, "I've stopped Therefore, playing shortstop. Yep, I'm and, just going to pitch." And there's my argument in a nutshell. They never what kind let of argument him, is that? They never let him bat. And then when he gets to the majors, you let him bat. You make well, him bat. That's not a. That's a. That's an organization philosophy. No, that's not a rule. Pitchers do not who, bat in the minor leagues. Who was the Cardinal pitcher that went to play outfield? Rick Ankiel. Yeah, because he couldn't throw the ball over the plate right. anymore. Pitchers <laughs> do not bat in the minor leagues because that's the philosophy of the organization. They could have Hunter Green hit if they wanted to. They're not going to. But they're not going to. It just doesn't They, they, they want to develop his arm, not his bat. It, yeah. Why can't anybody think outside the box sometimes? I am thinking outside the box. I'm, Everybody else is just inside, though. That's it. right. We need to... Tradition. Baseball is all about tradition. Okay, so that's why we have a one-game wild card, and we got NLDS now. That's yeah, but we didn't NLDS. That's we not, didn't that's mess not, up the stats of baseball. The stats. You you're a stat guy. You I, love the stats. How does that mess up the stats of baseball having a DH? Because now this these guys play for an extra few years. They hit way better. Why? Because they're DH and not really playing both ways. True players play the field and bat. All right. I can tell that. Better change. You're not going to win this, are you? This well, is like the conversation y'all had at the game with about LeBron James, right? The woman behind <laughs> The woman in front of us. <laughs> like, wow. I got fired up at lunch about something the other day, too, didn't I? You, me, and Panda, we were like, I got fired up about something. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, Oh, you got him awake now. <laughs> I just start going. I don't even remember what we were talking about. Me either. <laughs> Base football, basketball, baseball. I don't even remember what it was. 
Oh. Well, that was pretty funny. So yeah, I get I get passionate about this. I can tell. It's, it's well, you're just as passionate the other way. So that's fine. We can all have. And I own. get drugged into all this mess. You get yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. You didn't ask to be here, did you? We asked you. I'm so. just the Klondike delivery boy. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So are we going to be podcasting from Bumpers Jones Day, or is this it? I think this is it for now. We can. Um, um, it will be busy out there that day and watching baseball, having a good time. We just relax. Mickey and the Duke. Yes. So then after that will be. But hockey, I think it'll be season? hockey season. No, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not big on the pucks. I'm not, I'm not a big puck fan. So, but I'll, you know, I don't really know much about it to be honest with you. I'll watch it here and there, but that's, that's Kim's sport. You are you a hockey guy? No, I'm a I'm a Bucks fan. Go Bucks. Yeah, go as Bucks. In, as in those Bucks. Yes. yes. Not the Milwaukee Bucks. It's the Buckeyes. The Buckeyes. Yes. So we're looking forward to that. But what I figure is, through the off season, there'll be two or three times where some things will happen, winter meetings, the Reds make a couple deals, you know, find out a couple things are going on, we get together, a little hot stove Hot league. stove league. We'll, we'll have to have a hot stove podcast. Hot stove, yes. So we'll, you know, we'll see that. See that. And then when spring training gets around, we'll definitely start to ramp it up a little bit and mm-hmm. so forth. So, um, so. If there's one guy that would definitely not be on this roster next year who was a key player this year, who do you who do you most think it will be, John? Most think it would be. Well, you had me most... talked into Jeanette, so I say Scooter then. You think? Okay. Well, I mean, okay. Let me say this: outside of the free agents, Cozart, we know is probably almost right. definitely going to be gone. That's what I was going to say. Feldman. So outside of the yeah. gi- sort of the givens. Who do you think is really probably going to get dealt? And you think yeah. who we convince you that it might really who be? Who we think is going to get dealt or who we would like to see? No, who, who, do, who do we think? Released yeah. or traded? Released, traded. A, a guy who was a key player that was like, he ain't going to be here. Not Just outside, keep asking out, him questions out, and never answer the questions. Yeah. <laughs> like Groundhog Day. <laughs> Are you running for office? Uh, so, yes, outside of the guys we know that will be gone because of free agency. Well, Mesoraco wasn't a key player, so I guess you're not No, I wouldn't him. include him either. Uh, you know, and it's, Barnhart's obviously going to be here because they signed him. But, like, the everyday guys of the year. All right, I'll go out on the limb. All right. I'm going. Iglesias. Iglesias? You think he's, I think he's, a, he's the number one trade bait on the team right this year. For and right. I'm guessing you think that because we can get more in return for yes. him than anyone else. That's right. Okay. All right. And a lot of people need a closer. Right, so. Right, so. What's his salary? Oh, I don't know. It's probably not very much. Probably not yeah. that much, which so, makes him even more right. attractive. Well, Scooter's salary is probably more than his, right? Yes. So that's why I picked Scooter then. Good point. All right, even though you'd hate to see it. Right. Okay. All right. Kim? I don't know if I'm answering the question that correctly because I don't know if it's who I would want to see, but I'm going to say one of our current corner outfielders. Okay. You got to Iglesias be more specific. Is, they don't even listen to my answer. Iglesias is over $4 million this Iglesias year. makes over $4 million. Oh, get him his, out his of here. His base was three point five, and he had a signing bonus of $714,000. Okay. And what was Scooter? I don't have Scooter on my thing, do you? Uh, Scooter made two point five. Yeah, Iglesias. But he's a free agent, so. Scooter's not a free agent. No, he's agent. not a free agent. I'm sorry. Yeah, let, at least I'm one sorry. more year. I'm sorry. He's arbit- I think he might be arbitration. He's arbitration. 
So you know, Scooter would probably win an arbitration argument. You'll, this year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's going out of the way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, let's state the obvious here. So who do you think, Jeff? Did you pick one? Yeah, I told you they no, were. No, but you didn't really pick. You didn't did. really pick. You said a corner outfielder. One of our current corner outfielders. I want a name. <laughs> and that's where I don't know if I'm answering your question. If, if I don't I care how you answer. Just pick, okay. just pick one. Duvall. Duvall. You know, I asked this question and I hadn't really thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> and you weren't even even inclined. I wasn't. I don't, well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, I think... It will be Jeanette. I think that's the most obvious one to me that will probably be gone. So Jeanette, Jeanette, Jeanette Iglesias, Duvall. I think yeah. I, I'm the least likely to be they correct. They all could be gone. Duvall has know, a low man. salary. The thing is, the, the yeah. Reds are working through prospects right now a lot. And basically, what do you trade for anymore? You trade for prospects. There aren't too many... Trade a starter for a start a regular player for a regular player. Right. You don't see that very much anymore. So I'm inclined to think one guy's going to go just to sort of make room for some things, but I don't think you're going to see and a that lot. would be a corner outfielder. Be a corner outfielder yeah. or an infielder. Yeah. Those are the two gluts. I've been validated. Two, you've been, you are validated. <laughs> you deserve a Klondike bar for my parking. <laughs> That's right. It's Studio 82. <laughs> yes. Yes, we'll validate your ticket on the way out and you won't have to pay the five dollars. <laughs> oh my. All right. So I say we wrap it up, guys. We head to the uh, off season. Looking forward to next year and hopefully uh ninety victories and so forth. So if Hunter yeah. Green opens up for the Dayton Dragons, we go into opening day? No. Be fun. No. We could the last them. time we did that, we jinxed them. Maybe we go the second time. Oh, the yeah. old Red fans jinx. Yes. They got confused because there were four of us. We're not very good at math. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We have tickets that we'll call. Three old Red fans. But there's four of you. Sorry. <laughs> you can't come. <laughs> we're confused here. We don't know. Who's the other guy? The bald guy. <laughs> All right, well, as I said, it is the off-season, and we'll do a few shows between now and opening day. It just won't be as frequent. So, Are we going to Arizona to watch any? No, I'm, I'm no. not. I would like to, but I don't think I will be. A little light uh, in the wallet. I'll be, I'll be a little, I'm a little light in the wallet, and, you know, I got work. It's still, school is still even in session. Even with that free meal last night from, from Beans? Yeah, even with that free had meal. had a free meal. It comes in, I just ate an hour ago at Wendy's. I'm hungry. Oh, here, John, it's free. It's free? Jeff, I'm Jeff. And he doubted it. No, Did Paul bring stuff over again? Well, somebody, made wrong, a, somebody wrong ordered a BLT with no mayo, which was really weird to me. Yeah. So it had mayo on it, so I gladly ate it. I mean, Sourdough bread, wasn't it? Was, it was, oh, it was man, delightful. He devoured that thing. Yeah. The stuff we talk about on three old but Yeah, but, but would you order a BLT with no mayo? No, it has to have mayo. Well, I, I just had the experience of somebody ordered a BLT with no bacon. Peanut butter. Oh, peanut what? Butter. Yes. Ah, that could be it's good. It's just weird. That could, no be that could be good. No. Yeah. Bacon and peanut butter is pretty no, good. Mom and yeah. Dad's have a, a burger with a peanut butter on it. You ever had it? It's pretty good. No. Sounds gross. Is it better than a stinger? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure all our fans have tuned out by now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, as important things Closes happen. the longest Around the hot stove, we will come together and talk about them. So stay warm, enjoy football and basketball seasons, keep rooting for the Reds to make good off-season decisions. Can we close out by saying Dr. John Helmick 
came runner-up in the racquetball tournament this past week in Columbus, Ohio, in the in the B League. Oh, now they really, yeah, congratulations! Now they're all turning it off, right? Now. Yeah, right. Power, power hitter. Power hitter. Oh, well, can you bat clean up? I don't know. We'll find can out. The corner outfield. Can you play left field? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we will look for that. Stay warm. Enjoy the off season. Until then, go Reds. Go Reds. Go Reds. Go Reds.